Hello and welcome to another episode of Practically Christian Podcast. We are so happy that you are here and we just ask and plead with you to engage, to join the conversation and to share. How do you want them to join the conversation? So funny you ask that. Hmm. Because you can join the conversation on Facebook or Instagram. You can comment, leave a uh, comment, review on uh, whatever you listen to this. Um, So in this week, we're looking at a topic that is really desperately needed right now. See, because we live in a time when everything is polarizing everything causes division. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be something as simple as me asking Debbie, what do you want for dinner? Mm. Or it can be as complex as should transgendered males be able to compete with biological women in physical competition? So you think it's the same uh, level of stress and drama? I do. And we're going to get more into that. But however, here at Practically Christian Podcast, our goal is to give practical application to the information you already have and how this should look in the life of a disciple. So let's get in. Who are we listening to today? This is Archangel. It is new. So he is on a kick now, and I didn't even have to fade it out, which is what I like about it. That is nice. He is on a kick now. He said he is trying to get um, something at least every week. That's good. So, Goal setting. Goal setting. Smart goals. I don't, I, Begin with the end in mind. Yeah. I mean, growth mindset, whatever. Clarity. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. It's the no, same I was going to go through what again. smart strategic specific no. measurable attainable realistic realistic with a timetable time so mm-hmm. um because we are actually in the process of still trying to figure out um everything that that is going on this is our first podcast i mean maybe not first but it's definitely the first one we're going to promote okay. where we are actually on youtube now mm. so that was not fun for debbie mm-hmm um, but that's what I mean. We live in a time where everything is polarizing. It's not polarizing. I think I, uh, if I would have record a little earlier, it would have been polarizing. <gasps> it would have gone viral. And it should surprise no one that, that everyone is ready to fight nowadays. Mm-hmm. Everyone's on the edge. Everyone is super entrenched in what they believe, whatever their belief is. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like we are constantly walking around on a powder keg. I can see that. And now can you explain powder keg for someone that may not know what a powder keg is? So it's, and actually it's an old time uh, saying Mm -hmm. um, when they used to have gunpowder in, in barrels that they call kegs. Okay. um, 
and and these powder kegs if you weren't careful um they could just ignite at any given time right um and and whether we're talking about you know the election here in America in 2020 mm-hmm. or or sh- this whole pandemic or should we wear masks or black lives matter vaccinate don't vaccinate um, whatever, whatever. the case is it just seems that everything in life has turned into this polarizing argument where you are on one side and I am on the other and there's nowhere in between seriously it's like the real life version of the sneeches For those of you that may not know, because like hmm. Debbie is kind of looking at me a little weird on that one. I mean, the, the mm. sneeches are a Dr. Seuss book and, and you have the star belly sneeches and mm-hmm. the sneeches that don't have none upon theirs. Um, and they live on this beach and the, the star belly sneeches like completely. Uh, yes, I get it's more in line with racism, mm-hmm. but the star belly sneeches like completely ignore the plain belly sneeches and they give all their money to, I can't remember <coughs> professor or something or other um, who, I don't remember. who like remove stars, put stars on and like they go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth until they realize, Oh, we're all sneeches and who cares who has a star on our belly. Right. We're all the same. And, <coughs> and Excuse I me. go, but as followers of Jesus, even during these tumultuous times, what should our lives look like? In what sense? <coughs> I'm so sorry. And she ain't wearing a mask. Luckily, you can't catch that through the camera. If you're not watching on YouTube at St. Church Four Towns, you are missing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they should be marked by a couple of different things. I think they should be marked by the way, scripturally, it says to love one another. Um, I think... Christians should be marked, and I say Christians more so Christ claimers, should be marked by um, being a peacemaker. Oh, and then that is exactly where I wanted to being go with a that. peacemaker. In Matthew 5, during the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Mm-hmm. For some of us listening, especially, you know, you that are all tied up on, you know, the Second Amendment, mm-hmm. you think cult peacemakers you know, it was a six shooter revolver that won the West here in America. Um, but during the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is calling his followers to live in what's co- what we refer to as the upside down kingdom. Right. Because if you go through like, blessed are the peacemakers, like that kind of goes against everything you're taught blessed in, are in the life. Meek. Blessed are the meek. Best, mm-hmm. You know, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, you know. And when we when we read through the Sermon on the Mount, we see what what's called the upside down kingdom. Mm-hmm. Our lives should look countercultural, drastically different than everybody else. Um, mm-hmm. That's why Jesus in John thirteen would say, um, "They will know you are my disciples by the way you love, love one, one another." another. Mm-hmm. Um, because our lives should look so different than what we see in the world. Mm-hmm. Because our lives shouldn't be marked by the things of the world. That's why Paul in Romans twelve would say, "You know, do not conform to the ways of the world." You made a comment, I think it was at church this weekend, when you said the um, the guy from Thor Ragnarok, what's his name? <laughs> that wasn't this weekend, that was a, a, a couple of weeks ago. What did I say? Here, look. Behold my, my stuff. stuff. So, so um, man, and, and 
Scourge. Scourge. Okay. I was like, Korg. No, Korg's the, the rock monster. Um, Scourge, you know, again, he has the power of the Bifrost. The man can literally go anywhere within the nine realms. And, and like, he has a scooter and like some other just. <laughs> but I go, you know, again, things. isn't that our mindset? Like, mm -hmm. behold my stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're watching on YouTube, you see my stuff. This is our, this is, this is our, it. these are our treasures. <laughs> Like this is the expensive area. See, we got marriage and family counseling, some <laughs> biblical leadership. Um, That's about you it. You know, but Jesus is saying here, blessed are the peacemakers. Right. And, and what he is driving at is, is if we think that if people would just agree with us, you know, we're the ones with the answers. It we're the ones. It wouldn't be so bad. Then, then everything would be good. And so I need to argue against everything you bring up. Right. So that you agree with me because then you'll, you'll, you'll really see, see it. You'll see the light. But being a peacemaker um, sometimes is saying nothing is. You say it best when you say. Nothing at all. Um, is saying nothing. <laughs> is saying nothing or knowing that you might be right about something and not standing your ground to Ooh. argue about it. This isn't in my notes, but just because you brought that up and I kind of want to touch on that. So salvation in and of itself is a Greek word we call soteria, which means to be delivered from. Like soteriology? Well, that's the, that's the study I of. I know what it is. I just like saying the word. But um, It's fun to say. But um, soteriology. What are we delivered from? Like, I, I, I don't know about you, but like, you know, I still struggle with things. I, you know, life doesn't always mm -hmm. go peachy for me all the time. Hence these last few weeks. Um, yes. I am there. Mm -hmm. um, so what, what are we delivered from though? Like if, if you're saved, you're saying you're delivered from, you're delivered from the power of sin. You mm -hmm. now have the ability to not sin. Mm -hmm. To say no, to walk away. To say no, mm -hmm. to be able to go, hey, look, yes, I. Uh, full transparency for everybody listening. Oh boy. I struggle with a need to be right. Do I not? If that's what you say, yes. And here, I'm going to prove it. How many times have you told me, like, you you know, you don't you don't have to just always be right. You don't always have to have something else to say. I say it often. Okay. So I struggle with that need. It is through the power of salvation, through the power of the spirit living within me that I can step back and go, okay, it's Maybe not about. Maybe I'm not right. It's not. Well, not. No. Actually, no. no you no. would never say that. <laughs> No, 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 that's no, sure no. you wouldn't say no, that. We're not going Silly with maybe man. I'm not right, but it, but maybe I don't have to prove that I'm right. So you still struggle with that you're right oh, all the time. Oh, man, do I? It is a heart idol of mine. Um, but what Jesus is talking about here is, is the same thing <clears throat> that Paul talks about in Romans 12. You know, we just talked about do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but in all things by the renewing of your, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. After you keep going down, starting in verse four or nine, mm -hmm. he goes into this, maybe three, should have probably looked it up, is Romans 12, you can go look it up. He goes into what's called marks of a true Christian, and, and, and throughout that, you know, one of, the, one of the big things he's focusing on is as far as it depends on you. Right. 
live peaceably with one another. It makes me think of the circle of control. I do the circle of control every year, probably four or five times a year. Could you? I mean, I know what it is. I'm going to say what it is. So you draw a little circle and then you draw a big circle around it. And then in the little circle, you write down the things you can control. And then in the big circle around it, you write down the things you can't control. Um, In the middle, I always just write me because that's all you can control. You can't control what people say, what people do. The weather. The weather. um, You can't control anything. You can control how you treat people, how you respond to people. Um, You are literally just in control of yourself and have control over nothing else. And exactly. And and that's why Paul says, as far as it depends on you, live peaceably with one another. And sometimes living peaceably means walking away from people. Um, I think people get confused sometimes and they go, well, if I just don't say anything and I just sit here and just keep taking it over and over again. Um, no, you can take a stand and go, I'm yeah, not for that. That's not always true. You can go, I'm not doing this and walk away. And that's okay. Break the wrist, walk away. That's from, the <laughs> it's Napoleon Dynamite. But yes, in, in other words, are you living a life that you are being div- divisive mm. for the sake of causing division? Like, you know, and again, we're, let's just look at this. Like some of the problem we face is this, that we are trying to take on the role of the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. convicting people of what is right and wrong. Yep. Understand. Uh, I do that a lot. Understand that's not a scriptural principle. Right. Like you are nowhere in scripture taught you need to convict everybody what's right and wrong and in fact john 16 wrong. says the role of the holy spirit is to convict the world of sin right so it's not my job now let's let's look at this in a practical way here and i'm going to look at wearing mask okay um i don't believe that wearing a piece of cloth on my face will keep a virus from entering my body right i believe that if i can still smell your fart mm-hmm. through your pants through your underwear hopefully through the it's air, through my mask, there, yeah. you know, I, I just go, if I can still smell that, then that means stuff's still getting in through this mask. Right. Um, I think they're stupid. I don't understand the point of them. And this is all your personal opinion. This is my personal opinion. It makes it harder for me to breathe. anyone down. This is not scientific. This is not anything. Um, it makes it harder for me to breathe, mm-hmm. for me to talk, for me to function mm-hmm. as a human being. Um, it fogs my glasses up. Um, this is my personal opinion on mm-hmm. wearing mask. Yep. However, in, in first Corinthians eight, Paul starts by saying this now concerning food offered to idols. We know that not all, of, we know that all of us possess knowledge. This knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. In other words, I know what the Bible says, and if I'm going to just take a stand for the sake of taking the stand, it's puffing me up. It's not right. building up those around me. Right. You know, it, it, it's all for me. Mm-hmm. And he continues in verse 7 by saying, however, not all possess this knowledge, but some through former association with idol eat food as really offered to an idol and their conscience being weak is defiled. Food will not commend us to God, we are no worse off if we do not eat and no better off if we do. Right. But take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. Mm. 
Here's the thing. Translates to? I hate wearing masks. But you know what? What if that person that I'm sitting next to is like deathly afraid of this because they don't understand to live as Christ to die is gain. But we and we've had that where it's it's you've seen the stress and anxiety on someone's face and for the sake of their peace. Yes. Um put we put the put mask the, on. Put, Whatever. Ooh, I mean and see another thing mm. almost <laughs> almost says something I probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. But I go, why? Why is this the hill that we're going to die on? I mean, people fighting. And we're fighting. going to go to mm-hmm. the, the, yes, fist fighting. Fist fighting. And there are other things associated with masks that I think should be fought fought for and fought about. But this particular thing, this is just the momentary. You have somebody elderly next to you that is completely anxious and right. stressed. And okay. So it's going to kill me. The job I work, I have to wear a mask. Yeah. And guess what? I wear a mask. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to stand up on my Christian liberty and go, you can't tell me. Because again, yes, it goes against everything I believe. Mm -hmm. But I go, is this the hill that I want to die on? Right. This is it right here. If if I'm going to jump on a hill, it's going to be something. I'm going to fight for something. Worth it. Yes, and, and, and I'm not saying there are areas of the mask that aren't worth it, because there are. But all in all, in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. um, I don't want people to know me for that being that person. I go, what if I wear a mask? Not because I have to, not because I need to, but because I want to show love right. to those around me. Because I know, like, hey, look, my conscience is clear. And you might be like, able to I'm have good. Putting the mask on for a moment, you might be able to have a conversation with someone. And you might be able to tell them about Jesus. Right. And the mask can come off. I mean, that's happened to me. And I go, my conscience is clear. I don't have to wear a mask. Right. But for the sake of those around me, Mm -hmm. just what Paul was just telling us about. Yeah, he was talking about food offered to idols, but it's the same thing. Right. Same concept. You know, and this is just one example but the reason is always the same. Right. Am I, is my goal to win an argument or is my goal to win a person? Hmm. And that's really what it should really boil down to. Right. As far as it depends on me, live peaceably. Right. If that means I'm going to, for the next three minutes, put a mask on, right. then I'm going to put a mask on. Not because I think it's going to protect me or it has these superpowers, but because I don't need to purposely go out of my way right. to be divisive. And we don't, it doesn't even have to stop there. It can be when you're driving down the road and somebody um, is struggling to get in front of you. Let them get in front of you. Right. Why are you going to fight them on it? Who cares? I mean, go. it's a bigger issue that we call pride. It is pride. But. Yeah. Oh, but I'm it, not going to let them get in front of me. <laughs> Why? Because again, am, am, am I living to glorify God in everything I do, because ultimately that's where Paul's going in this right. section. By the time you get to first Corinthians 10, he says, whether you eat or drink, do all to glorify God. Yesterday at Publix. Um, am I allowed to say that? Anyway. Um, well, I mean, you have a Zephyr Hills bottle in the video. I do. So. Somebody, um, they were like probably 10 feet away from someone else in line and I didn't see them. So I thought the line was open. I went to go jump, get in line. And I, I thought this person was going to have a heart. I mean, the, the grunts that came out of their mouth right. was like, I, I don't, I've never even heard someone respond like that. And I, I turned and I went, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't see you there. 
Um, and I don't know. He mumbled something, and I was like, "It's not a big deal. I'm just I'll go to the next line." Like, and I actually ended up leaving before he did. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> See, God bless you. Whatever. Mm. But I go like understand this that jesus is the only one who has the power to change hearts Mm -hmm. like that's it like i don't care how much i stand up and yell and fight and bicker and cause division it is jesus and jesus alone and i'm not saying that there's not times to stand up for what you believe but see our job is simply to introduce them to who jesus is right he changes their heart he does the work you just are lucky enough that he get, he uses you sometimes. And I go, many people will probably ask, so where's the line? It depends. Where, where should we stand up and, and really take a stand and dig our feet in? And, and where should we try to make peace with those around us? Well, first of all, if we're going to follow scripture, you should be trying to make peace with those around you. Right. But that's, that's the simple answer. However, if they are attacking the person and nature of Jesus then yes, by all means, we should stand up and make defense. I mean, and if you're protecting someone or protecting... Physical, mm-hmm. like, yes, absolutely. You're protecting children, you're protecting elderly, you're just, you're protecting someone. I mean, that's definitely something to stand up for and fight for. Yeah. You know, and I go, the the really simple answer here would be, am I pointing people to the cross by the actions of what I'm doing? Right. Am I showing Christ in what I'm doing? Right. Or am I showing how awesome and big I am? Right. Mm-hmm. And that I don't necessarily have to live in the same way that you do. Right. You know, ultimately that is where we should end on that. So this week I challenge you to challenge yourself to make peace as far as it depends on you to live peacefully with those around you to right. have faith that if you do what you're supposed to do, the Holy Spirit's going to do what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Until next week, we love you, we thank you, and we can't wait to talk to you again.